0: Hello everyone. Welcome along to the Steve Rain's show. I'm your host. I'm joined by Mr. Richard King tonight. How are you doing?
1: Very good. Uh, I'm inside the house, so internet is not as bad as it was last week. So, positive step already.
0: The the weather's turned on us, Rich. We had a nice little podcast in the sun last week. We did. Uh, Tim is back. How, how you doing, mate?
2: I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Caleb's still not asleep, so but well, I've passed on my responsibility. So <laughs> is, is, is that, really that what
0: that is? That what that bang was before we come on? Uh, your your yeah, your that, partner.
2: That was, yeah, that was the, the, the uh, handing over the baton, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we are uh, joined by Ben Rolfe tonight, and that's a little hint into our show. But how are you doing, Ben? Yeah, I'm good, thank
3: you. Glad to be here again. It's been pretty much a year since we talked about this same topic last year.
0: Yeah, this is three years on the bounce now, so it's it's good to have you back, Ben. It's good to be here. Good, good, good. To start off with a little bit of news, Aaron Rodgers has gone back and he let it all lay out, really. It It was an entertaining watch, shall
1: I say. And over to Kingy. Yeah, I thought it was like quite entertaining. I mean, um the amount of sub there wasn't even really subtext, was there? Because the bits that would normally have subtext, he was like, No, nah, I'll just tell you exactly what happened. am mm-hmm. um, you know, I wasn't happy. These are the reasons I wasn't happy, and I'm still not sure if I'm happy. <laughs> but but I will play this year, because uh they're gonna bring back my mate Randall. Which by the way, the Texans he, like I know you're trading him for a sixth, right? But to me, it's like you're not even trading Randall Cobb. You're trading Randall Cobb and the fact that Aaron Rodgers is going to play. You could get more than a sixth for that, surely. The the, the question
0: is, is Jordy Nelson coming in as a tight end?
1: Well, he'd probably be the only wide receiver who isn't returning as a tight end uh, at the moment. So, I mean, I'm, I'm an old romantic, so I'd love that, you know, just one last time, Rodgers to Nelson. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be beautiful, but I mean, we're not going to see that. I'll that's be honest, we're not going to get in that much. I,
0: I G- Jordy Nelson did put out a little tweet, I think, where it was just him in full Packers uniform on his sofa.
1: <laughs> put, put me in, coach. He could be a long snapper, maybe. Like, I don't know how much that takes to, to do, or but,
0: um... I, don't know, I don't know, but it's fantasy wise, it's good for. All aspects in Green Bay, Ben, correct? Yeah, pretty
3: much good for everybody, really, whether it's Lazard, Valder, Scantlin, whoever gets on the field is going to benefit from this. So, I mean, the only person it's not good for in fantasy is if you uh, were banking on Jordan Love, I guess.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they clearly don't like what they've got in Jordan Love, I I, I believe.
1: <laughs> well, it's probably not good for uh, if you if you uh, took Cooper. Uh, not Cooper, um... Rogers in dynasty rookie drafts this year as well because you were probably thinking, Oh, that's a nice little slot receiver role he'll have. Oh, no, yeah. they brought in Randall Cobb. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I he gets you. to
3: spend a year with Randall Cobb. Uh, that's true. Cobb's, Cobb's contract is, is not guaranteed after this year, so if Rogers leaves, Cobb's going with him. So I guess it just means Amari Rogers is going to spend the year with Jordan
1: Love. Yeah, I mean, mm. actually, just looking at that, um. That comment. I actually, the thing that hit my mind is maybe just sign Jordan Nelson to be a cornerback. Like he cannot be worse <laughs> than what we have. So,
0: yes, it was. A, it was an interesting one. I, I got it. I I loved the press conference. I, I just. Thought, I, I love Aaron Rodgers anyway. I I, I know if we had Jamie here tonight. He'd be going off on one. So, um, yeah, it was, I, I love Aaron Rodgers and everything he's about. Um, boys, Ben. We've got you on really to talk about the UK Fantasy League, and it's a great league. We are going into the third year of it this year. I just want to get a breakdown from both of you, Kingy and uh, Ben, it's the sort of origins of this league.
3: I'll let Kingy start because he kind of his story is kind of what what began it, and I just put the finishing touches to it and then let him do everything. <laughs>
1: That's what yeah.
3: I'm doing with Kingy. To be yeah, that's,
1: that's, what he's, that's what he's here for. Um, yeah. So the origin started out with um, so my brother got diagnosed with uh, leukemia, and um, I wanted to raise some money for for his stuff. Um, he was very lucky to be given a course of treatment funded by Cancer Research UK, um, and he is now he's now cancer free, which is um, which is great, um, and even though he was balding he actually gained hair during chemotherapy which is very strange um but yeah so i wanted to raise money and there was no way i mean you can see me from the shoulders up but like there's no way i'm running a half marathon or anything like that like the only marathons i'd be having a the old school mars bars that's a little joke for the adults um so i decided to to run a to do a charity league because there there was a Scott fishbowl, but it wasn't really anything. Oh. Was right?
2: Was a marathon a
1: Mars bar or a Snickers? I don't know, mate. To be honest, <laughs> I hope you're the right, Mars you're bar. This already, <laughs> yeah, you're over overthinking the basic. Okay, I'll put it up and wait. <laughs> I I ate Terry's chocolate orange as part of my five a day. Okay, how about that? <laughs> That's better, isn't it? <laughs> okay, All right. Okay, <laughs> um, so, case, was, if you're
2: you're probably the oldest listener. So if you could let us know if that was the case with marathons, then that'd be great. I, I think it might I've be
1: done, a Snickers. I've, done a, now, I've, I've done a
3: quick Google. It was a Snickers, but it's owned yeah. by the Mars company. So you can both have a win on this one.
1: <laughs> you're too nice,
3: Ben. I was a big old. I'm just. I'm just trying <laughs> to keep the peace
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> um, like so yeah, I basically decided I was going to try and raise money for for charity. Char- charity leagues weren't really a thing in the UK at that point. So um I spoke to Ben because as I do with most things when I've an idea I need to check with Ben if it's like uh, sensible or if he yeah or if it's just like nah mate stop drinking in the day it's not good for you. So um I spoke to Ben and then Ben was like yeah I think this might be a good idea let's um us let's, let's uh, explore it a little bit more so then we um just kind of went for it really just kind of pulled the pin and went went full bore it so that's kind of where where we went and ben um ben sketched up a picture of how the playoffs were going to work and I didn't really understand it and I said that his handwriting was atrocious um <laughs> and he needed to type it out for me um and that is still the playoff picture to this day although we need to decide what we're doing with this new week 17 mess
3: crap <laughs> i will I'll, I'll draw a picture
1: okay cool <laughs>
0: That
3: yeah,
1: that, Sorry? That's, the orig- that's the origin that's how it. that's how it started out you've
0: sort of said it there but that leads me on nicely really the format of the uk fantasy league how does it work and yeah what's it all about it's very much going to be the same again
3: this year it worked quite well last year we like the scoring we like the kind of super flex and the more flex options to give everyone a bit more a bit more flexibility especially going into a season where once again, we don't really know what COVID's going to bring. That was a big reason for the kind of general flexibility of the lineups last year was we didn't know how people were going to be able to field rosters week to week. So by having lots of flex options, it meant if everyone's running backs were wiped out, at least they could still field a team and you weren't wiped out through bad luck. So we kind of like that format. We're going to stick with it. The scoring is going to stay very similar, but with some bonuses added for, I think is it 40 yard completions, receptions yeah, so, and rushes? yeah.
1: So basically, anything over 40 yards will get a bonus to it. So, 40-yard completion bonus, or a 40-yard uh, passing touchdown, rushing touchdown, rush—all of those, uh, all those nice bonuses. Another change we made was we made the tight ends slightly less overpowered. Last year, they they were pretty overpowered with like um, the extra points for everything. So um, we've dialed that back a little bit. So hopefully, get a nice little balance. So you are
0: keeping it
1: super flex this year? Yep. Um, yeah, Keep kept it super flex. And you've got like five flex spots. So uh, wide receiver, running back or tight end. So, yeah, we only mandate that you have to start one quarterback, one running back and one wide receiver. After that, it's up to you for the other six spots. Because the thing is, right, ultimately, this should be fun, right? So it should be something that you want to do. And who are we to tell you who needs to be in your team? It's up to you, right? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. T-
0: Tim Tebow, one
3: oh one then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with his dual with his dual quarterback tight end eligibility that he'll have by mid season, then you never know what you can do with him.
1: I mean I've I've said it to everyone. I am waiting for when they run a Philly special uh Tim Tebow to Trevor Lawrence. And if that happens I would recommend that everyone just logs off Twitter for at least 48 hours just to help them with bandwidth because I imagine it'll melt.
3: My only concern with that is that Tim Tebow still might not be able to hit Trevor Lawrence if he was as open as Nick Foles was in the end zone.
1: I mean, no. In, in all fairness, in my scenario, Tim Tebow <laughs> is aiming uh, at DJ Chark across the field. It's just, uh, it just, it's just comes so out. And, yeah, just, as, he, as he's throwing it across across his body it comes out far far too early and uh <laughs> scoops off to the right
0: uh boys just a little bit of uh last year the recap who was who was the champion it wasn't me so <laughs> you'd know if it was me but <laughs> who was your champion and yeah
1: how... oh i'll bring i'll bring it up we had um it was a guy in, uh, i remember it was a guy in belfast because i remember saying to tim uh can you sort this out for me, please? Thank you, <laughs> Tim. It was Tim a had... person in Belfast, wasn't it? If I remember Pardon? rightly, was yeah, it a I think, I think, person? I think it was. I think you're right. Um, Tim's always been a very uh, supportive person uh, with with all of this, so he donated he donated a a fantastic prize of a signed JJ Watt helmet. And his screen name was Daniel Dan, and I know it's Dan, and it begins with K, and it is a Polish-sounding name. Um, who is playing again this year? I can't remember what division he's in, but I know he's playing again this year, so he's I out there banned, ready to be. I
2: thought we banned all winners after Craig Gramjews won it year
1: one. <laughs> no, no. What we did was we made that rule, and then we just rescinded it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> anyone who won it, it wasn't Craig. That was the rule, wasn't it?
1: That's yeah. what we We actually made it more specific last year um, and said past winners cannot play brackets except for anyone who isn't Craig.
3: <laughs> if Jack wins it, we may add Jack to that. <laughs> Definitely. Guys, yeah. I, 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 I promise I
0: will never ever mention it if I win it. All right. Never. I'm
1: it'll, sure. it'll, go, it'll go on your bio, mate. Don't, that, don't that'll be the, get end, that'll be the end of the yearly appearance right, on this podcast. <laughs>
0: Uh, you, you mentioned the scoring for year three uh just a little bit there so we've got the extra extra four point is it for 40 yard bonuses not hot. um you uh, get
1: you get two so if you have a 40yard completion bonus you get two points and if you get a 40 yard pass touching you get another two so you could have for a 40 yard touchdown you'll get what 10 points plus the yardage
0: this is where you need someone like Ted Ginn. In his prime with Drew Brees for that one game a year.
3: I think you mean 10 points, including the yardage. But, you know, it's not like you're the accountant here or
1: anything. I said 10 points and the yardage, no?
3: <laughs> well, it depends if you're talking about a rushing touchdown or a receiving touchdown. They all add up differently, Rich. But, um, yeah, I think I think for a rushing touchdown, you're looking at six six points for the touchdown, two for the bonus for the yards. And then, yeah, whatever the 41, 42 yards, whatever that adds up to. So you, you could potentially be looking at 12 points for a 42-yard touchdown, really, which is quite going to add a little bit. It's hard to predict. It's going to make it a little bit less easy for people to w- work through projections and stuff like that, which not that projections really work after about week three of the season when it's all gone to pop because of injuries and uh, people dropping passes. But we just wanted to make it a bit more fun. I, I don't like chaos. I like everything to be normal, but Rich wanted chaos.
1: I love a little bit of chaos. Like I like <laughs> people to think this does not seem that bad. They've only changed this, but really there's no way you can really think about the predictability of that week to week. You know, I want I want maximum pain. So has you know, QB scoring stayed the same? QB scoring is the, is the same. You've got the the bonus obviously, but yeah, other than that it's um 6 points for a passing touchdown, 2 point um 2 point conversion is 2 points, pass intercepted is minus 3. But yeah, I think I think it's it's an interesting little fable.
3: Yeah, we thought about the completions and completions thing, but the problem is if you take it too far away from a normal fantasy league, it becomes kind of irrelevant to other fantasy leagues to some extent. Once you start throwing in very niche stats like completion, incompletion, until they become kind of more mainstream in people's fantasy leagues. It's like this like with Scott Fishbowl. It's a great format, it's really fun to be part of. But once it's over, the ADP and all of that is completely useless to everybody else because the scoring is so different to everyone's sort of standard leagues. And at least this way, okay, you've got the bonuses, but generally the scoring's pretty much in the ballpark that someone who's just preparing for their normal fantasy league can use that research to also take part in our league as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, one thing is that we've actually... We've actually offered uh, a league for people who have never played before, and it kind of gives them, like, a bit of a safe space. Like, so it's kind of standard we're not made it uber uber wacky so that if you're just thinking oh i just want to play fantasy because none of my friends do like there's a spot for you in this league and you know if you're if you've played loads of leagues before then you know those little changes to the score and make it a bit more exciting for you so that's kind of what we tried to do with it is
2: that a league for first time as the one that me and you are in rich
1: uh this will be the first time that we've been in UKFL together. Obviously we've been in leagues I think last year we were in some leagues together. But um I mean having yeah, th-
3: having played in leagues with Rich it is like playing with the first timer so
1: <laughs> mate it's it absolutely is I mean we're gonna move on to strategy in a few minutes but um my strategy <laughs> in a lot of these leagues is is just press buttons and hope for the best <laughs> like like it it's it's completely different so in these large scale leagues like, let's just touch upon that. So, in you know, this is about what you're playing, like Scott Fishbowl, this, um, you know, the Warrior Bowl, and I, you know, I can't think of any like season long kind of leagues. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting like a million of them, so apologies. <laughs> Steve, but, um, <laughs> Steve Ray, Rain- well, that's Best Bowl, so it's slightly different as well, yeah. right? So, I meant like a proper, like, normal redraft league. Yeah. So, the strategy really it's you need to make it into the last dance, but you need to have something different about your team as well. And the way I've always made my teams different is I just choose players. That I enjoy watching, to be honest, that's when I've had, that's when I've enjoyed my teams most because I have leagues where I'm competing, you know, just within my division. And in those leagues, I'm going to be fighting to, you know, just beat that competition. Whereas in, the, in these things, your chances of winning, are so small i mean we're, we're gonna have i think at the moment we've got 18 divisions we'll probably end up with probably probably 20 um and you're thinking out of all of that one person's gonna win so your chances are quite small so just have a good time with it would be my strategy
0: yeah um sp- no, sorry, speaking of charity leagues i have the only thing i've sort of been taking on this year um it's charity stuff, and I know me and you, Rich, are in a group with Scott, who's going to be working on something to put all to put all the charity leagues together, so to speak. So, yeah, watch that, watch the space for that because that'd be a handy tool for anyone if you just want to have fun and just join some unique leads, leagues that are just for charity. Then look out for that in the near future, um, boys. Let's move on to the strategy. And well, is is there a strategy? Rich is gonna smash buttons and hope (laughs) Ben I'm going to come to the sensible one is there a strategy I don't echo the just smashing buttons random
3: things happen there but I do echo the have fun type aspect just if you're stuck between two players pick the guy that you'd rather watch play each week so if it's I don't know bad example because he's retired, but Kyler Murray or Drew Brees. I know which one I'd rather watch play each week. I'd rather watch Kyler Murray running around like a lunatic every week than I would watch Drew Brees, Tom Brady surgically picking apart defences. So it's a little bit about that, especially when guys are close. Like for for me, obviously it's a super flex league. I'm going to lean heavily quarterback, especially in a league that doesn't penalise incompletions. But it, it really does come down to your enjoyment of watching football and making sure that on a Sunday you're kind of happy with what you're doing. And I actually found the best way to do fantasy is kind of on a Sunday is to put my fantasy teams to one side, just enjoy the football. And then on a Monday morning, pull up my app and find out how my fantasy teams did. Because if you play in as many leagues as I'm sure all of us do, you drive yourself a little bit crazy with Devontae Adams has scored a touchdown, right, that helps me in those five and hurts me in those six. And before you know it, the mentalness of it is just making you not enjoy football anymore. So, I mean, that that's always my approach on a Sunday is just pick players I like to watch, but ultimately put the app to one side. And then maybe late on a Sunday afternoon, I might flick, flick it open. But in terms of drafting, like I say, it's always got to be quarterbacks heavy in a super flex league. No matter what Rich does to try and downplay tight ends, I'm always going to try and get Travis Kelsey if I'm in a position to draft him because I just love drafting Travis Kelsey. But, I mean, outside of that, I always leave wide receiver late. I find wide receiver pretty samey from sort of all the way down. There's big tiers. Like you, can, If you kind of draft two of the guys between 15 to 20, you're almost as good as getting a guy in the top 10 and a guy sort of 20th. You, they're all so close all the way down, it feels like.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Tim, you got any strategy that you, you're going to go in with this year?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it was something you said a lot last year in the off-season, was dra- drafting people that you like, not just people who you necessarily like watching. Just, you know, there's a, there's a lot of dicks in the league, right? <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot of very unlikable players who play NFL. <laughs> you're not a dick, Rich, you just act like that. Um, <laughs> but it's it, it's, do you want, do you want to pick like exactly what you're saying like Tyree Kill or, or Devontae Adams? I know who I'd rather watch and, and support. Um, but I'm also in that many leagues on on Red Zone. I can cheer every single touchdown and I've probably got that player. So you know, it's it, apart from the majority of Eagles players. So um, yeah, it's it's about having fun. I think a Kelsey or somebody that, like like that does give you an advantage in a league like this. I think if you look at most teams that that win in in something like this, having a a supreme tight end and a a quarterback, I think is a really good way to go about it because it's really hard to pick a a, a tight end after the top three. I think you can make them up. I know lots of people have different strategies like that. I think I'm going to go after the tight end position in this league a little bit, just so I've got some... Cover and and quarterback, so that's normally the two for me. Um, I think you can find gold in in you know wide receiver and, and running back. So yeah, I think it's harder to find the gems in in quarterback and tight end for me. That'll be one strategy. I just want to say hello to James Hasseltine because it's nice that he's he's reached out. Hope you're doing well, mate. Yeah,
0: hi James. Um, yeah, no, I, I similarly agree. I, I've I find myself this year in a lot of these charity leagues. I, I've been targeting tight ends a little bit earlier than what I normally do. I'm I'm normally a guy that I'll wait on a tight end and I'll get like a Jack Doyle at the end of the draft and just roll with it and try and pick someone up off the waiver-wise. But this year I've been targeting... Hockerson seems to be my favourite at the minute. It's just someone I'm I'm targeting a hell of a lot of, around about the sixth round, something there, fifth, sixth round. Um, So yeah, I'm similar to you, Tim. I think I'm going to go after a tight end early in this again. Now my whole division knows my plan and it's going to just, just go on a tight end run in front of me and ruin me. But it's okay because if they do that, I'll just go on a QB run. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, one thing well, I, I just want to just confirm, you don't have to start a tight end, which actually makes it more interesting because while there's a premium for it, you don't have to start one. So Kelsey is valuable because he's essentially, he, he's essentially a wide receiver, right? Let's just be honest. That he's not as valuable in this as he would be in a typical league where the gap to Kelsey and other tight ends is massive. So after the first kind of four or five tight ends have gone, you don't really need to take one until like a lot later in your draft because you don't have to start one. Um, so one thing I would do is I'd probably, once those top guys have gone, I'm just going to wait until I get right towards the end of the draft, and I'm probably going to take like two, two or three, and hope that one of those strikes out and becomes like a, the next kind of big, big thing. Like a,
0: Log- like a Logan Thomas last year. Yeah, or
1: like Logan Thomas, in this is perfect because because you're getting that premium for the receptions. You don't yeah. need him to score a lot, so. That's yeah, what he's I very much about.
3: a he's very much a wide receiver playing tight end, like you say. Yeah. yeah.
0: Are you allowing
1: trades again? Then? Yep, so you you can trade in season, you can't trade picks. Um, we actually had a question, I think it might have been in Ben's division, yeah. right? And I went in and just cleared that up. So, the reason why we've done that is because one, it slows the drafts down, right? Yeah, Unquestionably,
0: I hate
1: it. like where, where, like, and the other thing is for us. Um, it becomes difficult to manage because we obviously have to try and keep some level of fairness across all of the divisions. So that's why while there's trading that's allowed, we reserve the right to reverse a trade. If it's like massively lopsided yes. um, because we want everyone to have fun. And that means that everyone needs to have fun. So we can't have one division basically creating like a super team because everyone's colluding for this guy to win for whatever reason. Um, so we just want fairness across everything. So easiest way to do that, especially with draft picks, is just no trading of draft picks, but you can, of, of course, trade players afterwards.
0: I I am very much here for that, Rich. I, I despise it. I can't stand it. <laughs> it drives me insane when I'm drafting, when people do it, and our other podcast host, he's not here to defend himself, loves it. So, um, yeah, I, I'm sure he would not be happy with your stance on that rich but yeah it's it's and some, people, some people love it and i i, I get it in, in certain formats it works like a dynasty league or something like that it would work but like you say you want to keep this relatively simple you want to keep it fun and
1: yeah that's that's the biggest thing it's fun i'm, I'm happy that you're doing it <laughs> That's, the, well, that's the, big, the biggest thing
2: have you not thought about doing it as an auction
3: oh no well, we did, but it's not really doable because you wow. need to you need to make sure everybody's around at the same time. I mean, I'm happy to do it because I don't sort any of the logistics out. So I think it'd be great if everybody put what time they were available to do an auction and Rich had to match them up. I think that would be absolutely <laughs> wonderful because it would not affect me in the slightest, but he wasn't up for it. It's just, it was very selfish. I literally, is, I think...
1: I think you floated the idea and I literally, I've never responded to a message so quick. I, li- I think I literally just went, no, <laughs> like <laughs> nothing else, just no, send.
0: Oh, we, we were, Tim, are you in, was you in that auction earlier in the season?
1: When With Jason Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> you could <can> see <laughs> introduced oh. auction and we were all like, oh yeah, let's, let's just do it. It'd be really good. Like we really enjoyed our auction league on fan tracks. It was really good last year. Let's do another one. It was the most painful thing I've ever done yeah. in my
1: life. I think what was painful about it as well was you're all massively bidding players up. So <laughs> I was actually using that league to um, test out my auction tool Yeah. that you can get. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Just, just going to plug it. Uh, you can plug. get it as part of the King Fantasy Sports draft kit, uh, which is available online. Um, and everything was just coming across like 300% what the market value would be of, of those players. Like literally every single pick that was going and they were like slamming people going like, Oh, you've paid far too much. I'm like, you've all paid far, far too much because it's, they made the roster so deep. Um, but I think like one person had spent like 20% of their salary on Patrick Mahomes. No, and it's- I, 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 I,
0: I it's Basically, that draft was still going on. I, I, I held our home Dynasty League rookie draft at my house. Tim was there and I, I can't even... It was Brevin Jordan. That was it. It was Brevin Jordan and I was like, I've had enough of this league. I'm going to spend 90% of my budget on Brevin. what was left on Brevin Jordan. I don't care. I've had
2: enough of the league. <laughs> <laughs> so I did.
0: <laughs> so you up
2: your ADP there, Rich. That format of doing it across... A- period of time where anyone can nominate a player and bid at any point of the day wasn't a good way of doing it when you're all there live draft like i think it's a great way of doing it but you couldn't do that for that that, that night
3: that we had that night we had last summer where we all sat and did the Devi. um what was the campus in campus to canton and then went down to the Devi league that auction was absolutely brilliant where we we sat like and then we had like a break in the middle, didn't we, for like half an hour. Everyone went yeah. away, got some beers and some, some food and then came back and we started again. That, that was an absolutely wonderful way to sort of spend an evening yeah. in, in lockdown. But I agree with you. The, the concept of people doing it. I was in a league a few years ago where it was on my fantasy league. And every time someone bid, the clock reset to 24 hours and it was oh, the yeah. most infuriating thing. I used to try and get all my bids in for players at like five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, my time. So it was it was running through at one o'clock in the morning, Eastern time. So I was with a load of American guys. So I was trying to get my bids through before they went to bed, but it backfired on me because I woke up to find before they went to bed, they'd upped my bids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Au- auction leads can be fun, but they, like you say, guys, they need to be done in the right way and certainly... I wouldn't want to do it. How many people are actually in it this year, Rich, the UKFL?
1: Uh, At the moment, we've got 18 divisions that are full. Um, We've got a couple on our reserve list. But um, I'm hoping that we'll we'll make it back to 20 divisions. Last year, we expanded to 23. Um, I think we're going to drop off a couple of – like three of those, um, just because I think so many people got really excited last year to just draft because everyone was in lockdown. So... um, yeah, quite happy. to Go back down to twenty. I mean, as long as there's um people wanting to play, we'll, we'll um try and make a space for you. So the so twenty uh,
0: divisions
1: are twelve. Well you just keep 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 signing up. So you can sign up at KingFantasy com forward slash UKFL. Um or like you can DM us on Twitter, which is at UK fantasy league, or reach out to myself or Ben on, on Twitter. Uh Twitter handles are on the thingy just now. Ding ding. Um but yeah, it should be it should be a fun, fun, um, fun, fun year, I think. Um, I'm gonna talk about the charity now, is that all right? Yeah. So that's supporting fine. This year? That was my next question.
0: So okay. go into it.
1: So the charity that we're supporting this year is um it's actually one that's literally down the road from me. It's called First Age Children Charity. And what they do is they work with um, families who have uh, children that are technically in poverty. So helping them be able to afford like just giving them school uniform and like equipment to have like a good childhood. Um, So, so at the moment they've been, um, you know, with COVID and everything, they've been really having to do quite a lot of stuff um, in terms of their need has gone up because so many more families have hit on hard times um, and their, you know, the, the income has been hit by COVID as with all of these charities so um, they when I messaged them about it they um, I think their direct reply was we don't really understand what you're doing but um, we're more than happy to for you to use anything that you want and you you know you're going to go welcome to come down to the warehouse to see um, you know what we're actually doing so um, I'm going to take my wife along there uh, I think some point next week so um, that, that'd be good. I mean, it, it, some some of the statistics are just mind-boggling to me. Like, there's 4 million children in the UK that live in, in households where their income falls below the poverty line. So after they've paid for housing utilities, they have £19 per day to live on, and that's everything. Like, your food, clothes, transport, birthdays, everything that they're going to need. It's yeah, heartbreaking, because, it, like, today... T- today i'll be honest with you i spent more than 20 quid on stuff f- from amazon that yeah. i want but I don't really need and for someone to be in a position where they have to decide between feeding their kid or that like my heart breaks for them so um anything we can do to help is obviously amazing so um if you'd like to donate you don't have to um, then the donation link is up on the website, and um, I think it's it's on all, all the emails as well. So um, I'm hoping that we'll make a, a decent a decent chunk um, to donate because that would be amazing. I mean, we're talking it's a, it's a really small charity. If you look at their um, their accounts online, I think they they um, managed to raise I think just over a hundred thousand in a whole year, um, and this more than any other charity that we've worked with is one that we can actually make like a real impact on you know if you giving them a grand is essentially one percent of everything that they raised previously which if you gave like cancer research a grand while that's great to give them a grand it's not doing the same amount that this can do so at the moment our total is uh just over 500 pounds with just under 100 pounds of gift aid so I think we're just over £600 in total. Um, if we can get that up, that'd, that'd be great. So if you're in the league and you haven't donated yet, please do. i are going to be running a bunch of different fundraising things all year. So get involved and you know, have some fun with it.
0: That's great, Rich. That's great. Um, I know I mentioned to you that when I do my DFS charity builds during the season, um, obviously I do like a little 15 minute podcast on a Sunday. Um, I'm gonna donate my entry fee that I put in on DraftKings. So I'll enter, I don't know, probably a ten ten dollar contest, which will be the max you can win on that. Probably about ten thousand dollars. And then whatever, I, if I if I I would enter my entry fee, I'll give that to the charity. And then whatever I win will also go to the charity as well. So.
1: Well, let's let's hope you bink uh, a little cheeky ten thousand dollars. That would be amazing. <laughs> Mate, it, would,
0: it would be amazing. Like honestly, it'd be. Yeah, it would be amazing, and you know, I'd love to have well, all of you guys on when we when I do it. Like, when I do them episodes, it'd be it'd be brilliant to have all of you on, doing, helping me pick a team for charity.
1: I'll do it. Sounds good. Yeah, sounds good.
0: We'll do, we'll do that during the season, and yeah, we'll donate, and hopefully, we can win the big one. Um, it, it's,
2: that's a great charity. Are you doing a, Are you doing? How are you doing? Prizes or ways for other people to do?
1: Things to, to, to raise money for the charity. So, if you want to, if you, if there's something that you have as an idea or something like that, then like, you know, feel free to reach out. Like, I'm, I'm more more than happy to listen to any good ideas in terms of prizes. I've not really spoken to anyone about prizes. Uh, cough, cough, Tim. Um, I've got, but I've, I mean, I've got, I've got some for you. There'll be a choice of between three. Um, okay. That's, that's, that sounds great. Um, I have a bunch of signed jerseys that my wife has said um, I'm not allowed to put up on the wall, so I'm going to be auctioning off some of those. Um, I'll probably just do it a raffle. So, you know, if if you've got if you've got um if if you've got the opportunity oh. to make a donation, then then please do. Um, I'll as the, we'll
2: put all three in the raffle. Then.
1: That's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you very much, Tim. Um, um,
2: it's a great cause. If we've not seen anything from, you know, what's what's gone on in, in the public media with, with kids who haven't got enough money to to eat, and families haven't got enough money to feed, it, it you know, well, I think the majority of us, if not all of us, the parents on this podcast, the thought of my kids not being able to eat is horrific. So, yeah, now now's the time for people to get involved in the raffles, get involved in the leagues, and let's raise some money. For, for that charity cause it's a great cause
1: that's amazing I mean one thing that I saw from them is that for every £1 that they get donated they're able to essentially make that worth £4 in terms of the aid that they're able to give to these families so if you give like a £5 donation you're essentially given £20 to someone who really needs it and as, as we said before that's literally like more than they'll have for a day normally to, to live on so yeah, um that's really that's amazing. So thank you for that. Um as um as I'm the owner founder of King fancy Sports, we're doing stuff with um with that as well. So if you buy a draft board through us, um and use the code UKFL, like we're gonna make a donation charity for any of those sales. Um I think we're gonna probably be giving uh a bunch of our draft guides away. So um where you can get up on the website, uh, which is online. I'll probably be given, probably be given at least one to every like division owner, uh, division winner. So basically I just want to kind of incentivize people as much as possible to try and donate. So um, if, if we, if we could raise, if literally if we go over a grand, like that's all I have in my head is like a nice total to get to. Um, like that would just be amazing. I mean, I'm really looking forward to going down to this um to their warehouse to see how their um their situation is um and how how they've progressed as a charity and stuff. I mean they're really I've never we've we've done this for 3 years now and I've never worked with people who are as excited about about it while simultaneously having zero clue about what it is. <laughs> When I was trying to explain it on the phone, I said, it's basically, it's a made-up game about a real game. And then she said, is it like Fortnite? And I said, not really, but kind of similar. Instead of controllers, think about geeks with spreadsheets, and you are maybe there.
3: <laughs> That'll be all right. Once you meets you, she'll know all about it. Geeks with spreadsheets. We? <laughs>
1: well, uh... Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, on a, on a personal but note, um I've actually started doing a give as you earn from work and I'm speaking to my work about we have volunteer hours, so I'm gonna be doing some volunteer hours down there. So um you know, I don't know you know what they can need for what their need is for spreadsheets, but I'm sure I'll find at least one I can do, even if it's just the uh, T rotor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Guys, that's um that's bit that's fantastic. Ben, thank you for coming on once again. No problem, enjoyed it. Hopefully, we can get you back next year for year four. That'd be amazing. Depends if Rich is nice to me. (laughs) Ben. (laughs) I'm nice to you. (laughs) Ben, give us a plug. Where can we find all your work and all your lovely stuff that you do? You can find my work over
3: at Pro Football Network. They were. Kind enough and stupid enough to give me a full-time job in the industry. Probably shouldn't say that in case uh, the CEO is watching, but uh, they were wonderful guys there. We have a great time. We have a lot of fun writing about football, covering it. We're, uh, we're growing as a site. We've just revamped the site as of today. So that's been really good. Um, you can find my stuff. You can see my Twitter handle at PFN. I just write about anything, fantasy, NFL stories, contract stuff because I'm perhaps an even bigger nerd than Rich and I quite like to write about players contracts because you know there's nothing nothing better in life than talking about how much somebody else is gonna wear.
0: <laughs> um Tim, Rich, it's been a pleasure. Um same play same time next week.
1: Jack, sounds good to me.
2: Jack, uh, I'll give a tenner to that charity now if you give us an update on where your hair's up to. Nice. Rich,
0: send us the link. That's the easiest
3: (laughs) way to earn £10 ever.
1: (laughs) All right, I'll send you the link now.